0: Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas.
1: And I'm Stuart Marlantis.
0: And this is PhotoOp.
1: Welcome to the show. As we teased last episode in Should You Work for Free? in which the answer was no. Uh, No, never. Never. Absolutely not. (laughs)
0: No, don't do it.
1: This episode, we're going to talk about why photography is expensive, because if you're not working for free, if you're charging for your services, invariably people are going to ask you why it's expensive. So we're going to answer that question today.
0: Yes. Uh, so so this episode is going to come to you in two parts. So the first part is going to be literally breaking down why photography is expensive Mm -hmm. (laughs) so if you're trying to figure out uh your cost of doing business and what this is costing you and what all goes into it that is going to be part one uh and then part two is we are going to be talking about why no one cares and Mm -hmm. (laughs) what you should tell people instead (laughs) uh but we'll get to that we'll get to that we'll get there (laughs) all right so why why is photography expensive
1: Uh, a whole bunch of reasons um i mean it's it's like like running any business i mean you've got cost of materials you've got your salary you've got taxes you've got gas if you're going somewhere you've got a whole bunch of stuff um rent so (laughs) long story short uh it's like running any business and businesses cost money to run
0: so so i i I do want to kind of throw in here Mm -hmm. that photography does not have to be expensive. Mm -hmm. So if you're just getting started or this is a fun hobby for you, all you need is your phone. Mm -hmm. The best camera is the one that's with you. Like this doesn't have to get crazy. You don't have to go into debt. Like we talked about on that other episode about gas. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll link to that below in the show notes, but you don't have to spend a ton of money. However, if this is your sole source of income, if this is the thing that you are doing mm-hmm. uh, to to earn earn your living, and you are running it like a true business, there are going to be a lot of expenses associated with that. So that's that's kind of what we're talking about here.
1: For sure, yeah. This is, does not. This uh, is specifically talking about photography as a business and not as a hobby. Um, so I think the easiest way to do this is a bunch of years back,
0: I was writing tutorials for this company called Tuts Plus, and I wrote an article for them called, is your photo business ready to grow cost of doing business? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm actually going to link that down in the show notes and, uh, we're going to run through that article really quickly here. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that I did in that article is I linked to the cost of doing business calculator by the uh, American Society of Media Photographers, ASMP. The problem with that link, people keep telling me it's broken and every couple of months I get emails saying, hey, the link's broken because they changed their website or the URL or something. So just Google cost of doing business calculator, ASMP. It will take you to whatever the current version of that calculator Mm -hmm. is. Um, If not, just open an Excel spreadsheet, figure it out, follow along. But we're, we're going to kind of run through that here really quick and talk about some of our true costs. So uh, I, for ease of use, I'll just use the numbers that I used back then, even though they're, you know, close-ish, not accurate, but close enough for hypothetical discussion purposes. Mm. Um, so when you're kind of running through this calculator you have your target salary. That is how much money do you have to take home to pay Mm -hmm. your own bills?
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I put in there $3,000 a month. And, uh, in that old article, I actually said like, Hey, here are all the things that I personally have to pay for. And so this is how I came up with that number. Um, obviously it gets much harder if you're like, I need to bring home a hundred (laughs) thousand dollars. I mean, I'd love to bring home a hundred thousand dollars, but, uh, (laughs) um so then they have slots in there uh you have to pay an accountant Mm -hmm. uh this stuff's gonna get complicated Uh, i certainly can't do it myself Mm -hmm. um you're gonna have to pay for advertising and in fact i put very low ball advertising on this i said 750 um what's that oh that's a month all right that's not that low ball uh so that's nine thousand dollars a year for advertising which yeah, if that's roughly like ten percent of your gross income, that's about right. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're if you're smarter and more creative and it, have some ingenuity, then you can figure it out for cheaper. But uh...
1: yeah, a lot of people I think neglect uh, any consideration of advertising, like paying for advertising. Um, this is hugely industry dependent, of course. And if you've got like some super slam dunk social media following that actually converts into clients then um, maybe you don't need this as much but um, depending on on where you are I mean even stuff as as archaic sounding as print advertising can be well worth the investment so don't just uh, blow past advertising and assume that you don't need to spend any money there because you might just find that it really pays off.
0: Yeah, I actually pay for print advertising. Mm-hmm. I get – uh, and, and here's something else that I will say about print advertising is if you pay for, like, I want to be in a national headline, it's going to be super expensive and it's going to have a really bad ROI. Mm-hmm. But if you pay for advertising of, like, I want to be the front page of my local, like, golf uh, courses, like, pamphlet that their members get, that is going to cost Far less than the big ad campaign and it's going to be much more targeted to the specific demographic of people who are doing their weddings at that golf course.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, definitely. In advertising, you need to very specifically target your audience and that is going to be much more worth your money. Don't just just blow it on the biggest flashiest thing you can because that will likely not work out for you. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely uh so like if you're doing google ads mm-hmm. uh don't just say
0: wedding photographer yeah. say you know rustic wedding photographer seattle mm-hmm. like yeah. that keyword is gonna get you much more targeted result and especially putting the type of photographer that you are means that the clients who actually message you are more likely to hire you because they will match your style definitely um so some of the other things in this list uh bank charges uh, you can get around that by getting a free checking account, but you know, just every little thing adds up. Mm-hmm. Uh, business taxes. Uh, so I know that taxes are generally some percent of your income that varies on you know state, country, etc. But there are things that are unavoidable, even if you make zero dollars, mm-hmm. and by which I mean uh, your business license, your your city license, if you need that. There are going to be fees. And maybe it's $30 here, $50 here, $100 there. But that will add up and you need to account for that. Definitely. Um, and then there's going to be things like uh, getting your domain and your web hosting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so throw some money in there. Uh, education. Continuing education is super important. Um, if Whether it is online classes or doing in-person workshops or tutorials for for new software or lighting or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will be doing some courses of my own coming up in the near future. So if there's anything that you do want to learn, uh, please let us know and we may just make a course for it same here
1: yeah um uh, education uh, photography isn't photography to some degree used to be an industry that was gated um more by an initial education and then equipment than anything ongoing you used to be able to have that education have those strobes and and you were good to go for a long time decades potentially um that's not the case anymore uh it, like almost any other industry in the digital age, you have to stay abreast of what is going on. You have to keep learning. You have to keep, um, building your skills to stay relevant and to stay competitive in the market. So, uh, again, education like advertising, you can fall into a trap of, well, I know everything I need to know for my particular industry. Um, I can, you can, can always guarantee better. that you, you can yeah, always grow. Yeah, you can always grow. You can always get better. Um, don't rest on your laurels because you will fall behind uh, very quickly.
0: Whether it is actually refining your craft or le- learning new techniques mm-hmm. or just, you know, business classes. Yeah. Something. Yeah. There's always mm-hmm. something that you can do. Um, so so investing in yourself and growing that business is critical. Critical. Um, and then there is equipment. This is so- a fun one. Yeah. So, uh, so for my calculator, I put $3,500 in, uh, the animal fund for equipment and that sounds astronomically high, except it's not one set of strobes gone. One camera gone. Um, you know, there are so many things that you, you buy that thing gone. Mm -hmm. You want to buy a new desk. It might be half gone. Like,
1: I mean, plus this one, now that it's at a business business expense, you can justify spending money on gear, which is super fun, as we've discussed before. So
0: Or go back to our gear acquisition syndrome episode yeah. and learn how <laughs> to not spend on gear. <laughs>
1: uh- <laughs> yeah, this, this certainly is a little bit more flexible. Um, certainly, uh, you need to set aside money for it. It really depends on where you are, I feel like, what your annual spend should be. But there should be some amount of annual spend set aside. Because let's say you don't use it, right? Let's say you don't. You it, it rolls turns over out you to don't, next year. Yeah, it turns out you don't you need those strokes or whatever. You'll use it eventually, so it'll be it'll pay back hugely later down the road if you don't use it this year. To next year, have maybe an extra expense and say, "Oh wow, I'm so glad I set that money aside. Now I can cover that expense." That year let's
0: expense. let's say bare minimum, you want to replace your camera because eventually your camera will break and stop working. Okay, yes. mm-hmm. and the new camera you have your eyes set on is two grand. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say that you have four years expected life of your current camera before you have to spend that two grand. That mm-hmm. means you need to put at least five hundred dollars a year into that fund. So that you can have that two grand when your camera dies. Yep. So you will use it eventually.
1: You will. <laughs>
0: um, but then you have insurance. Oh, don't cancel your insurance. I'll be I'll I'll be doing a non-podcast episode about that on my YouTube channel. Um, just please don't cancel your insurance. Make sure make sure you're covered in case stuff happens.
1: That's the other way you can replace your camera. If your camera gets destroyed (laughs) somehow and you have insurance that covers it, then you're good to go and you don't have to use that equipment budget um, in place of insurance. So keep your insurance. It's not really that expensive, all things considered, um, when you think about how it can pay back.
0: Um, Then there is Internet. So if you're paying, you know, 80 to 100 bucks a month for Internet, there's legal fees And you might think, I don't, I don't need legal fees, but very simple things such as updating your contract, Mm -hmm. uh you need to have a model release you need to if you do weddings you need to have a wedding contract if you do boudoir it is pivotally important that you have privacy clauses in that contract and just having a lawyer that can look at your current contracts and be able to update it as new new laws and new things come out uh to be able to make sure that that contract never gets outdated um There is another thing about contracts where if a part of the contract cannot be, um, if it's like illegal or cannot be enforced somehow, like having a clause in there that also says, yes, but these other things can still be enforced to the most of their extent. Well, then if you learn that one of these things can no longer be enforced, having someone that can actually change that for you and update that for you is super important so that you don't get stuck in a position where you're working with a bad contract. Then something happens and you have to fall back on that contract. Mm -hmm. I know that was a mouthful, but did you follow follow along with all that?
1: For sure. (laughs) Uh, Long story short, cover legal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You will need it eventually. So even if it's just a little bit right now and you don't think anything's going to happen, like, there's it's going to happen mm-hmm. even just like negotiating a lease for a new studio. Like yep. there's going to be stuff, yep. uh, furniture, uh, getting, getting desk, getting tables, getting an office chair, yeah. um, your phone. If you're having clients calling you, that's a business expense.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I put personal or promotional products in there. So that is your, your own investment, your own advertising, whether you want to do pens. I absolutely love Uh, my brother's pen here that he did for his business it is Mm -hmm. the best writing pen and i see linwood kids dentist every time i write with it so um if you want to do something like that that's cool but otherwise if just investing in yourself to do a cool project like i did my pinup calendar Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so so anything you can do um that you need to be able to pay for that somehow um, if you own your own studio or space, there's going to be property taxes on that. If you don't own that, there is going to be rent mm-hmm. that you have to pay. Um, there's always going to be repairs, whether it's just getting your lenses calibrated or, uh, a button stops working and you need to have that, those gears or your strobes stop firing for whatever reason. Uh, always repaired every year. I use my repair budget and then some. Mm -hmm. um and then there are going to be subscriptions uh one of those that almost all of us have is adobe subscription um yep (laughs) (laughs) which i think we'll be covering some alternatives here in the near future as well yeah we'll Um, definitely be
1: talking about software at some point but uh you'll definitely want to pay for some kind of software each year whether that's paying adobe like so many of us do, or whether that's uh, one time purchases, if there's a, an option that works for you in that space, um, you will have software that you need to buy. And um, I mean, even stuff that's not directly related to editing, like I have a, uh, um, since I shoot a lot of video, I actually have an, a piece of software that. Uh, makes all of my separate hard drives in my tower kind of mesh together as one uh, and appear as one master hard drive, that costs money. And that's something that um, you wouldn't uh, necessarily know you needed until you got to that point. So uh, think about software potentially more than just um, specifically for editing because there's lots of stuff out there. I pay all kinds of
0: subscriptions. If you Mm -hmm. have Amazon Prime, by the way, Amazon Prime, not just good for shipping boxes, you get unlimited JPEG storage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a subscription. I use another one for all of my client galleries. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, they do have a free tier that has very limited space and they take a cut. Anytime a client buys a thing from the website or if you pay them, uh, you get unlimited space and they don't take a cut. You get to keep anything that a client buys. So I pay a subscription for that service. Mm-hmm. Um, I use a slideshow service, Animoto, for, for client sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another subscription. There are so many subscriptions outside of just Photoshop. Um, and then there's going to be travel expenses and we don't just mean jetting off to New York or LA, uh, especially not right now, <laughs>
1: yeah. not so but, much.
0: but just, just gas to get to and from your client shoots, mm-hmm. uh, going to glazers to pick up that rental. You know, there, there are things that you need to go do. Um, and then, uh, I think we already covered website and, and hosting, but Mm -hmm. making sure that you can, you know, pay for all of that. So as we always
1: say, have your own website, yes, absolutely have your own website
0: website (laughs) for sure. (laughs) So there are all of these things that you have to, Oh, I just realized why it's in there twice. One is domain. One is website. It broke it up into two and it's alphabetical. Yeah. They they can sometimes
1: be in the same package depending on who you're hosting through, but, um, regardless set aside money for your domain and for your hosting yes. fees each month.
0: So, I did a very like conservative low, let's just assume that you can get by with rent on like 900 bucks a month, which is mm-hmm. laughable cuz that's like half my rent
1: at least in the Seattle area, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but you add all of that together and you came out with over 74 grand a year in operating expenses.
1: Oh boy. That's so, a big number.
0: So granted that 74 grand does include your salary, Mm -hmm. but that salary I think was like paying rent and food and car insurance. I don't even think it covered like health insurance or vacation.
1: Yeah. That was bare minimum.
0: So so bare minimum. That means if you want to make like minimum wage and take a vacation every once in a while, you're looking at like a hundred grand that you need to bring in to your studio after you've paid all your overhead and now you're finally getting a salary kind of scary <laughs> yeah it it is so when we say why is this expensive cuz it is running a business mm-hmm. is expensive and especially a photography business because uh i know people who run a business and they teach like yoga or um, running a business and they are consultants. Mm-hmm. their overhead is so incredibly low. They don't have forty grand worth of equipment
1: sitting in their garage. It's uh, it is quite yeah, the, the the real real killer with photography, like all this ongoing stuff, all this equipment, um, there are many businesses that you can, you can get away with uh, a lot less than this, but yeah, photography is expensive just cause it is, there's is so much involved in it. Um, and all of this, as we were just talking about, these are all ongoing expenses. So yeah, um, this,
0: this is per, per
1: year, per year. Exactly. Animal. So this is not a one, you know, this is not one shot where you pay this off and then you're done. This is all annual expenses. So um, yeah, this, this doesn't go down. If anything, it, uh, continues to go up as rent goes up and cost of living goes up and equipment gets more expensive. Um, this is the the bare minimum and it's still a pretty big number for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Years ago, I bought my, uh, 5D Mark III for, what was it? 3,400, 3,600, mm-hmm. something like that. Well, the new Canon 8K just got announced that I'm like, Oh, I need that. And that's like 3,800. Mm-hmm. So even though technology is getting better and cheaper, like costs are still going up because the level of thing that is coming out is not getting less expensive. It's getting more expensive. You're getting something better for that money, but it's not less money
1: yeah definitely not uh, it's a rare company whose product uh, comes out and is cheaper than the previous one i don't think i've ever heard of that being the case <laughs> that doesn't happen uh
0: so so that is all the expensive part um kind of how all of this why is this expensive it's because mm-hmm. we have needs mm-hmm. i need to eat food Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is you need to pay me to be able to eat that food um anyway if you go look at the tutorial that i wrote way back when um the next part of that is i talk about billable units where it's how much should you actually charge per hour based on all of these things Mm -hmm. so what you need to do listener at home go home google cost of doing business calculator and just find that Fill it out for yourself with your true expenses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Figure out what is your cost. What do you need to charge? That's kind of your 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 base level.
1: Yes, we are asking you to do a little bit of addition and multiplication, but it is well worth it. It does this. it all for you. <laughs>
0: yeah. It does it does all the math for you. Well, yeah, the, the calculator does the math for you. You just need to know your expenses. You. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so go in there, figure out, yeah, it's it gets a little mathy, but figure out your actual cost of doing business, figure out your billable units, and uh, I will explain it explains everything in the article. I'll I'll mm-hmm. give you a short explanation right now. A billable unit can be anything you decide it is. You can decide that it is an hour. You can decide that it is a day. You can decide that a billable unit is a week. Like, whatever a billable unit means to you. You can Mm -hmm. decide that a month is a billable unit. Um But when you figure out uh, what that billable unit is, I believe I did it days. So it's how Mm -hmm. how many days per month can you actually work? Can you actually do this? And you start with what you think are a lot of billable units, but then you take out getting sick every once in a while. You take out taking a vacation. Maybe you want a day off once a week. That'd be crazy, wouldn't it? Right? Whoa, days off? Days off. Uh, and you start ending up with less billable <laughs> units. And the fact is, when you get less billable units, however you define that unit, you have to charge more for that unit to be able to get the same amount of income. Yep. So once you've run through the calculator, figured all of that out for you, you realize this is quite expensive and you do need to charge a lot.
1: Yeah, because you're not... Um, uh... Doing photography as a business, uh, an independent business, you're not. You don't have those guaranteed forty hours a week like you do in no, uh, standard nine not. to five. If you're working for somebody else, um, that is, uh, you know, it. It is lovely to have that guarantee, but you don't have that guarantee here, just plain and simple. So um, you often have to uh, kind of construct these billable units out of having. Um, often dramatically less than 40 billable hours a week. Um, So that's something you really have to take into account. And that makes those 40 hours um, a lot more expensive um, as a, like uh, an hourly rate, so to speak than um, a normal job would have.
0: Yeah. So I think um, in the example that I did in the article, um, Mm -hmm. my billable unit was a day, just Mm -hmm. like, if I shoot something that day, the whole day's gone. Um, and I ended up with about eight and a half billable days per month. So it it very much – it sizes down quickly, especially mm-hmm. because you can't be shooting. You'll burn out. Um, and yep. then there's more math there on if you shoot this genre of thing, how do you make this much money for a billable unit? Yeah. Um, so you can go look at the calculator. We don't need to get into all of that in the podcast. Um, the whole point of this is why is it expensive? This stuff is expensive. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to pay for. If we've listed something that you haven't thought of, uh, leave a comment and let us know what it is that you didn't think of. Because we would love to know that we're being helpful.
1: (laughs) And guess what? With all of this, nobody cares. No one cares. Okay, so this brings us to part two. (laughs) Why does no
0: one care? The client only cares about what you can do for them. Mm -hmm. I've seen so many photographers, whether it's uh, doing a blog post or sharing on their social media, like a graphic of like, hey, this is all the stuff I have kids and have to pay for their school and rent and food. No one cares. Mm. It makes you sound whiny and entitled of like, why should I have to pay for your lifestyle?
1: Yeah, that's
0: that's how that comes off.
1: Don't start listing this stuff to a client that asks. if, if a client asks you why uh, it's expensive, don't start listing. Well, uh, my uh, legal expenses are X,Y,Z that nobody cares.
0: No <laughs> one cares. Absolutely. That, that is just going to force you out and they're gonna go to the guy who does a wedding for a hundred bucks because mm-hmm. they're like,
1: he doesn't have these expenses. The reality is he does have these expenses. They just don't know. Yeah. He's just eating the cost either intentionally or unintentionally.
0: Uh, So all of this is expensive, but now we have taught you it is expensive, but now you have to teach your clients that it is expensive. So so how do you teach someone who comes to you for a wedding and they're like, cool, what's your wedding budget? I need two photographers for 14 hours and my budget is a grand. Well, instead mm. of laughing at them, which is rude, don't do that. <laughs> you need to educate them and make them feel and understand all of this without just throwing a bunch of numbers at them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So 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 how do you do
1: that? Well, uh I mean you I think you need to kind of reorient what uh how you describe photography to people. I mean, this is this is really an investment that they're making. Um for their kind of future memories it's not uh it's not just a disposable product like so many other things are i mean photos are uh irreplaceable i mean you you have especially in a wedding you have that one shot at those photos and that's it so don't you want to make sure that they're really really good photos that you're going to treasure for the rest of your life
0: Absolutely. And so just the fact that I mostly shoot weddings and portraits, there's mm-hmm. a flip side to this. Of uh, If you're doing something for a commercial client, mm-hmm. I make widget X. I sell that widget, and I, just, I don't care. Like, this guy can give me photos for $10. Why are your photos $100? Uh, it really comes down to good photos, like you said, are an investment. Mm-hmm. So even when you're not talking about investment in, like, memories – Truly, if you can only get $5 for that widget with a garbage photo, but maybe you can get $10 for that with a great photo.
1: Or you just get more sales. If you've got. Or more sales. If you've got more janky, are terribly, terrible looking photos of your product and people are like, oh, this seems really amateurish, then they're they less likely buy to it. buy it. Yeah. Um, you're going to lose the conversions. But if you look super professional, if your photos are perfect of your product, then people are. That's going to inspire visually inspire more confidence in your product. And people are going to be, even if it's not consciously, people are going to be more likely to buy it because they're going to take the product more seriously due to its superior presentation.
0: Absolutely. I actually, um, I was talking with someone who runs a company that sells vaping products. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that uh, you can, there are a couple of big brand names They are not one of those, okay? (laughs) They're like a small independent something. And this market, as far as I'm aware, is not a huge market. So they're competing with these really huge brand names. And they've got this small little thing. And I said, well, I'd be happy to... They said, we need photos. And I said, I'd be happy to do photos for you. um, Looking at how many products you have in your catalog and the different details you would need. Uh, let's just say it was a $1,000 for all -hmm. these photos. And they're like, nah, that's too expensive. I could pay you like a hundred. Well, obviously it was, it was no deal. And -hmm. so what they ended up doing is they took photos on their cell phone, but they didn't know lighting. They didn't know angles. They didn't actually show off the best parts of the product the photos were tinted a little bit wrong because they didn't understand white balance. There were just so many things that were bad and wrong with these photos. And I ran into them later and I just casually said, Hey, how's everything going? They're like, yeah, not great. We don't really have any sales right now. Hmm. How much money are you losing that that thousand dollar investment would have gotten you in inventory? You don't have to pay for storing in, in lost sales in advertising. That's getting no ROI. So, I mean, it is an investment. Mm-hmm. So if you have a wedding client, then you can sell them on the memories and you can sell them on this is a thing that is irreplaceable. But if you have a commercial client, you can just lay it out for them. How much are you losing by not having good photos?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, these photos are a representation of your company, a representation of your product. Don't you want them to compete at the same level or better than everybody else. I mean, that, that is your first impression. Often with people, they, they click on the product and they want to see the product before they buy it. And if it looks bad, then they're probably not going to buy it.
0: Imagine a dating app where there's no photo of the person. Like the whole point (laughs) of Tinder is you look at the photo first bio second. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. like the photos are critically important. Um,
1: Probably the most important.
0: So, so that's just the first thing. And if they don't understand that is you are paying for knowledge and education and experience. Mm-hmm. That guy, he took photos. He, he was his own photographer, but what's the difference between his and mine? Maybe he went to Costco and bought a camera and he owns the same stuff I do. It doesn't mean that he can use it in the same way. mm mm-hmm. Um, so, so you have the actual cost, whether it is the investment in memories or the investment in your company, you have, uh, you are paying for knowledge and experience and education. Uh, there are hidden hours. Mm -hmm. I don't just click a button, walk home and, and, you know, eat Burger King. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Well, and not only are the, they're hidden hours, but there also are non-hidden hours, I should say. I mean, oftentimes when you're paying for something, when you're paying for photography, you're paying for uh, faster photography than you could get otherwise. Like, um, you could maybe, like, let's say, you could maybe get similar photos to ones that you're paid that you're paying for, but you don't have the experience. Let's say you have the gear, um, but it's going to take you 10, 20, 30 times as long to figure out how to yeah. make that same look as you would just paying a photographer to do it right the first time. That's the other thing is you're paying for it to be done right the first time. And that kind of guarantee of a good photo. Um, If you're doing it yourself or you're paying somebody who is um, a lot less experienced, who's a lot cheaper as a result, um, they're not necessarily going to do it right the first time. There's going to be a lot of wasted time. Uh, You're paying for that efficiency that comes from that knowledge and education and experience. uh, And that is well worth the investment.
0: I have a perfect example, actually. Mm -hmm. My wife is a seamstress, and so she has a lot of people that uh, give her like a jacket or a bag and patches, and she'll sew on the patches. So these people, most of them, they know how to sew. They can put on their own patches. But the reason why they hire her is because her lines look cleaner, and it would take them ten times as long as it would take her. I don't want to spend my entire 40 hours at home sewing on patches and stabbing myself over and over when I could pay you a few dollars to do it for me.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Like it, it, at that point it is a absolute no brainer. Um, Which also brings us to the next one of like superior products. Of if you pay someone else instead of trying to do it yourself, like, you're getting something better. Or if you're paying a better photographer versus someone who only charges $100 for a wedding, you're getting something better. Mm -hmm. It's the you-get-what-you-pay-for situation. Definitely. Um, I I think the last little thing here is we've talked about kind of the necessity and the investment and all of the things. But I think sometimes, like, photography is a luxury, as a photographer, it's not a thing we like to think about ourselves. We like to think we're needed, right? <laughs> but this pandemic has shown us we're not an essential business. <laughs> we don't need photos. So the thing is, you need rice and bread and milk and eggs. Mm-hmm. Those are commodities. You need those things. And buying a one-pound bag from Costco or a one-pound bag from Safeway, it doesn't matter that this bag is, ooh, it's been double-rinsed, organic, whatever. You're going to go with whatever the cheapest one is because it is a commodity. So commodities are all the same. As a photographer, you are not the same as any other photographer.
1: Definitely to go Kirkland Signature, though, I mean... I, I mean obvious <laughs>
0: obviously I've got my 40 pounds bag of Kirkland Signature so rice let's just let's just throw that out there okay
1: <laughs> But yeah but yes you're right uh, it is uh it is photography sadly is not a uh, a necessary business it is a luxury but it's a luxury worth paying for for all of those all those reasons that we just talked yeah, about Yeah
0: but but I think the other thing with that is Is as a luxury Mm -hmm. of like, hey, you're going to get what you pay for Mm -hmm. of, do you want someone who is going to take six months to get back to you and it will look half-assed and the communication is like, hey, I, I shoot him an email and it takes him a week to get back to me? Or do you want someone who is responsive on top of it? You give them photos and 72 hours later, you have them in your inbox. Like, like, the, yes, it, you could go with the other guy, but if you give them all the different levels of service besides just the photos, but then also have superior photography on top of it, that is – that the type of client who is willing to pay for all of that says, yeah, it's a luxury, but I'm willing to spend on this luxury because I don't want to sew 40 patches. I don't want to stab myself. I'm done with that. I mm-hmm. want the luxury of paying you to do it
1: yeah you're educating the client here um the client uh doesn't want to know about all of your individual specific expenses they want to know they want to get results why are they what what are the what results are they paying for and all of these things apply you know they're they're getting either irreplaceable memories or they're putting their best foot forward to to their clients or, or for their business, um, they're, it sh- certainly it is a luxury, but it is a luxury th- worth paying for. And this is how you tell the client is you're educating them on what exactly they're buying. Um, and that is for all these kind of less defined but still very important reasons, although except with businesses, it's pretty well defined to be perfectly yeah, honest. Yeah, they have um, an ROI. It's exactly. pretty well they, defined. They have an ROI uh, for them, but um, they don't want to hear about your your studio costs. They don't want to hear about what gas costs. Um, they want to hear about what's in it for them. And uh, these are all the They want to
0: know that you're going to get the job done and you're not going to be a pain. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. what are the benefits? <laughs> if you can give them that value, then the cost doesn't matter. If something is only expensive if you're not getting the proper benefit from it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should be... Uh, this... Uh, educating the client in this way they should be happy to spend this money ideally at the end of this process uh, especially when they've gotten the results they should be they should come away thinking wow this was so worth the investment that we made
0: absolutely so i i think that's kind of a good wrap up here so why is photography expensive because it is there's a lot of stuff to pay for but Mm -hmm. if you actually get into that with someone who wants to pay you you're gonna come off whiny so don't do it
1: so why is photography expensive because your photos are irreplaceable you yeah. uh you can't afford as a business to not put money into photography because of all of those excellent reasons because you're paying because for you are getting a experience. service
0: that you can't get anywhere else Exactly. i'm gonna you're... take care of you and then they just go oh thank you
1: exactly you're getting a superior service that is why photography is expensive
0: uh, so this has been a great discussion. Uh, I hope you guys have found it useful. Uh, I, I love that we've just been rolling on this on this kind of money train here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so the next one that we have coming up uh, was a great question that came in. When can you charge
1: money? Yeah. When can you charge for your photography services? This is a big question, especially as we've talked about with uh, hobbyists or people who started as hobbyists and want to go pro uh when can you charge money we're gonna help you with that if you have questions
0: or ideas for future episodes you can email us at hello at photo opshow dot show
1: watch us on ben's youtube channel at noncreative, as in om nom nom share this with a friend and you can listen to photo op anywhere podcasts are sold or downloaded,
0: because
1: it. it's free